inaugural episode of the, as of yet, untitled Nick Cage Show. I'm your co-host, Rachel. You may know me from various podcasts on the Zombie Girls Network. And joining me to get our Cage Geek on is the one and only Larry. Thank you so much. So much better than what I was trying to do with the doors opening and just the (laughs) awkwardness. (laughs) <laughs> you are very on the spot so we're yeah. gonna give you a full pass for that <laughs> uh but yeah i am over from here's johnny this is the first podcast venture i have done without justin um i'm excited you feel about so it. naked and exposed right now <laughs> if it wasn't you i think yes but since you and i have done shows just one-on-one obviously right. I, right. I, I i feel very comfortable and not only that I don't know if there's anybody else in the on the planet I would want to go on a Nick Cage journey with besides right? you. Right? It's like you want to pick your, like, uh, if you were going to go on like an acid or ayahuasca yes. trip, you would want someone that you knew was going to have your back and would be there on the journey with you. And, like, we are those friends. Yes. We're ready for this. Speaking of that, <laughs> I have been wanting to go on my peyote journey ever since I watched X-Files and Mulder did it. So oh, really? We, we, we may need to touch base on that if, if you're willing to be my guide. Oh, yeah. I, I would, yeah, I mean, I, I may have had some history with Lewis when I did next I, I have <laughs> never, the most I've ever done. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? When you were... Might have, have to edit you... this out, just thinking about my work, but... <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> Didn't even think about that, but yeah. But no, I, I have always wanted to try peyote. I liked, like, and it, it was literally because of X-Files. That's how Mulder was able to, like, find his sister. Yeah. I know. What will you find? Loose change? A lost I sibling? I Who have knows? no idea. I have the meaning of life. <laughs> I feel like we should all get together and do mushrooms, though. Because that is the best, like, social hallucinogenic to do I've I don't heard know, it's do... fun I've got a friend I won't say any names in my uh in my lab who I'm pretty close with and I know he he does every so often okay well if you want to laugh like you've never laughed before at mm-hmm. things that are not even remotely funny <laughs> <laughs> I got a drug for you my friend and it's called mushrooms <laughs> I will say when I have done edibles uh it has changed the way I approach altering my mind because oh, I don't like, like drinking. I don't like how foggy I get. I hate how I feel the next day. But yeah. when it comes to like marijuana edibles, like I remember everything. I'm just really relaxed. The next morning, I don't feel crappy or anything. See, I'm so envious of people that can do edibles. Like I really, really, really gave it the old college try with marijuana. Uh-huh. Like I smoked it. I ate it. I did everything <laughs> you can do, right? And I just every single time like the world turns into a giant fish eye lens and I'm like, everyone's looking at me. I'm like the most paranoid weirdo. So I stick with the drug you chug. Although now, obviously like the, the, as you get a little older, Larry, things you have to look forward to in the next few years is that you, your hangovers are, if you walk by a bottle of alcohol, you will have a hangover and like the serotonin, crash mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, i choose my drinking opportunities very wisely it's just usually... so funny you say that because like i don't drink very often like i usually yeah. drink it's like when we have a party environment or whatever yeah but friday night i had a good night at the bar and mm-hmm. i had a beer afterwards like i played a game nice. pool with devin that beer gave me a headache 
until the next morning. A beer. I know a beer. (laughs) I was like, Devin, I gotta start working out. She's like, Why? Like, if a beer is giving me a headache, there's obviously something wrong. So I need to get back to that college shape where where it didn't abuse me. I have bad news for you, for my friend. Like, remember, I was like, nothing changes when you turn thirty. Except that now you get hammers. <laughs> <laughs> they are unavoidable. They are your new companion. That's why you just got to choose your drinking opportunities appropriately. Like, I don't know how my co-host on Stream Queens does it. She can party, like, every day of the week and be fine. Yo, yeah. I, I'm... In your Discord, they post so many pictures of drinks. They, it's like, wow, yeah. guys. Yeah. Like, I, I want to start sharing, like, my different kinds of teas I'm making every single night. But I thought maybe I could you last should. out You should. You absolutely <laughs> should. It would be hilarious. I got a it little jar, and I have my little R2-T2 that I use. Oh, that's... See, it's a, that belongs... It's a ceramic. To, it's, you... like a little, it's like ceramic. It looks like R2-D2, so I call it R2-T2 because I'm a nerd. I think that's adorable, and I think <laughs> I want to see it. Okay. I, and you know what? I guarantee you, you would, like, start a tea off. Like, people... There's a lot of tea drinkers that probably are in the shadows like you, mm-hmm. like, waiting to emerge <laughs> and show off their blends. But, like, they need a trailblazer. They need because... someone who's afraid to step out of the out of the, the darkness and shine some light on R2-T2. Because I will, like... I, like, I would go to Kroger. If they have, like, teas that are, like, like on super on sale, like, 50 cents for a box, I'll grab it just to try it and like when we go to like like nice coffee shops i'll just try whatever random teas they have like i've like lavender is that how i found a lavender teas like okay was by trying it there and so yeah do you do you like caffeinated teas or do they have to be like herbal Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll try anything. I like. I like all. Right. all I have some teas. I'm gonna send you. Okay. They're like really cool, like bourbon infused teas. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna send you some teas. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So, why are we talking about teas and booze and mind altering drugs? Well, like Rachel said, this is a Nick Cage podcast. Non sequiturs are required. <laughs> we are going to be explaining. Why Nick Cage, what we like about him, all this stuff, how we're going to approach the format of the episodes. Okay. But first, in each episode, we want to take the... Obviously, some of the Nick Cage movies are Oscar-worthy, some of them are Rotten Tomato-worthy, and everything will fall in between that. But we want to approach it with a lot of happiness. This is something that's meant to be entirely fun. Like, this happened... We, this discussion happened during the Don't Breathe I think so. Review? I think Willy's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland. Okay, that makes more sense. That makes yeah. a lot more sense. I mean, not that Nick Cage isn't always on my mind, so we could be, like, <laughs> reviewing the Bridges of Madison County, and I'm like, but Nick Cage, though. What did Nick Cage say? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, Rachel and I, if you have listened to any of our reviews, we, we dive into a, a lot of stuff, a lot of heavy subject matter she and I are also both very involved in politics because it's important to keep in touch with that and make sure you know what's going on. Yes. Uh, agree. And just pop culture and all that stuff. So we are going to start each episode off with something that has upset us, whether it's from politics or pop culture or personal, whatever it is, just try to clear the negativity out. So we go into discussing the Nick Cage film with just a fresh mind. So, Rachel, the floor is yours. What is something that has been grinding your gears? It never just goes away. The goddamn contract is somewhere in the goddamn fucking files! Files! 
Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck Mexico! Horseshit. Hi, fucking yeah! <laughs> you fucks, I hate you. I hate you both. I should fucking both. Just right now, I should fucking kill you fucking both! Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat until you pissed blood? No! Fuck you! First of all, let me just say, I'm going to petition for this section to be called the Rage Cage section. I like it. I'm ready to get a note right now about it. I like it. <laughs> okay, so I love that you set this up by saying that we have these really deep intellectual conversations and we're very politically aware and involved because I today am going to talk about the grave injustice that I experienced last night trying to use a sleep app. <laughs> a sleep app? Yes honestly i like uh i mean i i I probably should have done more research i'm sure i could have been like i could have got like my amygdala going about something that's happening in the Mm -hmm. political sphere but what is a sleep app so i have occasional insomnia um, and it's it's fully like a self-imposed problem because i'm a night person but i work early during the week so then the weekends i'm just like same "Ah, here time to start the day Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so every Monday, I can't freaking, like, Sunday night, I can't sleep because I've slept in so much on yep. the previous day. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try one of these relaxing sleep apps. So for basically there's a ver- there's various kinds, but for the, the sort of the through line is it's someone who just sort of, like, drones monotonously so that, like, they soothe you into sleep. Okay. But they're also a podcast. And so... What I experienced was that the first 15 minutes of this half an hour to 40 minute podcast is them just going through all of their plugs in a monotonous tone. Oh, so it's like, my God, <laughs> you can contact better help. You're sure to use forward slash the sleepy cast <sighs> at better help. And it went on and on. So then I, I'm like, I don't want to fucking hear your ads. So I'm getting angry yep. and I'm like staring at my phone, which is what you're not supposed to do mm-hmm. when you're trying to fall asleep. Like fast forwarding 45 seconds, 45 seconds, 45 seconds, 45 seconds. So then I got so mad. I quit that one. I moved on to the next one. Larry, the same thing happened. Oh yeah. Different, different monotonous voice. Same freaking ads. So do you, some of which repeated. So do you want to know what I do that usually helps me? What? Yes, absolutely. And I've recently discovered, so I used to have to watch TV. Yeah. To fall yeah, asleep. But, but sometimes it's too much. And, well, that and Devin hates it. Like, like sometimes mm. I can get hooked, like, especially like Frasier used to be my go-to sleep oh, show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes I could throw it on and be asleep in five minutes. Other times I would get hooked into the show because I love it. <laughs> and it'd be like six yeah. episodes have gone by and it's like, well, this didn't fucking work. 100%. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So what I have started to do is I... Take a melatonin about an hour before bed. Oh, God. And I give myself half an hour in bed to scrolling through Twitter or whatever. But during the half an hour, I'm listening to an audiobook. Not a new audiobook. A book that, like, takes oh. me back to my past. So, like, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. the Aragon series. That's why it's taking me so long to get through those Aragon books. Because right. I set an hour timer. So I get the half an hour of, like actually allowing myself to like play my tap games or go on instagram or whatever and that second half an hour i plug my phone in set it beside me drop the volume just a little bit uh-huh, uh-huh. and i usually am asleep and that 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 has worked magic that has literally changed how i can fall asleep at night okay that is really okay 
how are your dreams on the melatonin though are they wild <laughs> yeah that's See, the that's, thing is that's the, the dreams rough. are whoa yeah are... so sometimes i have none okay uh, other times they are just very vivid but nice but i think okay. i've you know this and my wife knows this because i've woken her up i have night terrors Mm-hmm. I'm I'm prone to them. It's one of the reasons why Gerald's game fucked me up so bad. Oh yeah, because I've mm-hmm. seen that before. Like that rings oh, true no. in a, in, a, oh, in, a, no. in a real way. Uh, so for example, I did it Saturday night because Devin and I were getting up early to go to the farmers market on Sunday, and I woke up around two a.m. to Devin waking me up because I thought that something was crawling up the stairs and attacking me. And oh, I was no. Stuck. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 yeah. So, but I, I do think the other part of that is helpful for me because coincidentally, what I finally did is I got desperate uh-huh. and I'm listening to an audiobook and I was like, I'm just going to put on the audiobook. I'll set a half an hour timer yep. and that way I'll know how far to rewind back. It'll be fine. Exactly. And exactly. that was finally what put me to sleep. Yes. And so fine, that... Like, Mm-hmm. I, I have, I've never tried any of the podcasts or any of the apps or anything. But Do I, not I'll... recommend unless you want to get angrier and more awake than you were <laughs> when you began. Exactly. <laughs> but I have – especially because, like, the, the guy who reads the Harry Potter books, Jim Dale, is just – he's very good, but he's not, mm-hmm. like, over the top with anything. Mm-hmm. Same with like, the Aragon guy is even more monotonous. Yeah. And I just love it because it's just – He's just super quiet, and he's just telling you the story about this dragon. Just spinning a yarn that I that I already know. Like after I finish, yeah. uh, after I finish Aragon, I've already got. Um, I think I'm going to do um, some Redwall books. I'm not sure if you ever read those, like the mm-hmm. Brian Jocks. It's like basically like little little mice and little <laughs> rabbits that are fighting against rats. <laughs> this- that sounds great. That sounds but, like perfect Dreamtime books. And it's like, it's like young adult, so it's like nothing too violent, but it's like Lord of the Ringsy yeah. kind of vibe. And they're like super cheap <laughs> audiobooks. And so, and then I'm but also there's... planning on doing Lord of the Rings at some point too. But this just, just oh, that'll like be that. perfect. Yeah, just things that yeah. I already know the story. So if I don't remember exactly when I fell asleep, I can rewind a little bit and be close enough because I know what happens. Yeah. I will say, I was listening to a young adult novel. I think it is technically a young adult mm-hmm. novel. And um, there was a violent eye removal right away. And I was like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> so that woke me up a little bit. And then eventually we like we changed character perspectives. And I was like, OK, now I can go to sleep. <laughs> it was a cursed night is what I'm saying. It was a cursed Well, I'm night. very sorry that, that that happened to you. But I I understand. Thank yeah. you. All right. How about you? What's your cage rage about today? So about Brett Kavanaugh. Hey, what's going on? He made me like him today a little oh, bit. A little on. bit. I know. Come I, on. I, I, I hate. So it's not him, it's his opinion. So the big Supreme Court ruling that came down today is that the NCAA can is not able to make college students amateurs. Okay. Like that is ha- actually great. That's great. Yes. It was it was a nine oh decision, but he wrote a consenting opinion, so his was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And he came at the NCAA. Like, saying, like, that in any other business, this would be illegal. Like, making these comparisons, you're treating these uh, kids like uh, cooks and saying that because they're, if they're amateur cooks, their food tastes better when it's just, it's just ignorant. Just, like, he came after it. So much so that the NCAA made a statement personally attacking him. Wow. Yeah. And I am 
So college football and college basketball is like my favorite sports. I, I love college football Saturdays. I love the pomp and circumstance. I like the college environment. Mm-hmm. And with college basketball, like I just I love the NCAA tournament. But ever since I became, <laughs> ever since I left my hometown and realized the conservative bullshit I had been constantly fed was just that. Yeah. Uh, I I rapidly realized that there is no good reason why college athletes are not getting paid for example ohio state's head coach is making like 11 million dollars or something goofy like that mm-hmm. and these kids come in there get used up some of them will go pro but the vast majority will not and then they get yeah. thrown to the side and maybe they get a college degree but with how much expectation is put on by the by the organization to perform right right some of these kids get eat up and spit out and if they yeah. make a mistake like an 18 19 excuse me, 20 year old might make the school has no responsibilities to him. And I watched this documentary about this uh, kid who on a kickoff broke his spine and the, oh. the university wouldn't pay for his health, medical bills. He had to sue to get Jesus. the university paid for his medical bills. That's horrible. Yes. And so I'm, I'm happy this is happening because I will not lie. It has been something that has been making watching college sports a lot harder. Mm-hmm. So I was happy for the nine Oh decision. And like I said, yeah, Kavanaugh's yeah. gross. He got one right. But he Good got one him. right. Because he the NCAA right. is, like, it's been, these comparisons are made all the time, but I truly believe this. The NCAA treats the college students like slaves. Because, yes, they get a college degree, but they literally are making billions of dollars off their backs. And these kids get in trouble for signing an autograph. And it's disgusting. So it's high yeah. time this shit changed. Yeah. I don't I don't follow college sports at all. Mm-hmm. But I did see a John Oliver expose. Office, oh, John Oliver is how yeah. is how is he just not the most depressed person ever? Like I watch him every single week and it's like sometimes I want like he hasn't done like a like a goofy happy one in a long time. Yeah. I mean I think probably because it's just he, <laughs> he's overwhelmed by like how yes. But also like I, I get wary because I get like it's like I'm always afraid of amygdala hacking, so I'm like I have to be careful with my John Olivers because I can find myself getting into such an outrage about things. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, I know nothing about college sports at all. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Could not tell you the name of a single team. <laughs> but I have really strong opinions about them being well, and you should. treated like... <laughs> Anybody should, because it's wrong. It's just on its face wrong. It, it feels wrong. It feels wrong. Even if you don't know from sports. It yeah. just feels exploitative. Yes. A hundred percent. Especially and, when, like, the, you know, like, you see the coaches are just, like, making it freaking rain. And yes. then these kids whose bodies are on the line. Yes. It's literally their bodies. Out. And you take it a little bit further, right. most of these kids are minority. Yeah, um, I mean, yes. Which, again, yeah. is, is an entirely different aspect to this whole thing. Which is, yeah. again, like I said, the more you kind of learn about it, the more disgusting it is. And I'm I'm just very happy because this needs to happen the ncaa is a abusive organization in my opinion they literally chew these kids up and spit them back out so the faster they start getting paid and get representation the better i agree all right we can agree that that he got one right (laughs) yeah like i said when i saw that like uh... the ncaa's lawyers and president like specifically called him out like saying like the moment we care about Brett Kavanaugh's opinion is like some kind of comment like that. It's like, all right, so he he actually pissed off the right people. <laughs> okay, right, 
Right. Is this a friend of my, or an enemy of my enemy situation? <laughs> In this moment. Just, just for this, just for this <laughs> yeah. case, yes. Yeah, see, I was mostly following the stuff that was happening around, like, uh, same-sex parent adoption, and uh, the Supreme Court did not get that one right. <laughs> yeah, that, that one was a weird one. I That was rough. If, that was a rough, uh, rough day. I just don't understand, like, when it comes to that, it's like, there are so many, especially my sister, I think I've told you, she works for a CPS now. Yeah. And, oh, man, that's a tough And she job. can't tell a lot of details, right, because of right. HIPAA or whatever the hell their rules are, but mm-hmm. it's just so sad. And if there's a man and a man, a woman and a woman, or or whatever, a single parent, because even the Catholic Church stops single parent adoptions. Yep. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. That's not the best interest of the kid. No. Like, what are you, like, it's got to be better than a foster home. Like, I think. It's, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. it makes me sad, because all, all we want, like all we should want, is for these kids to be happy, and it's just very clear that that when you have rules like that in place, that something else is coming before the better, before the before the best interest of the of the kid. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Like you can't yeah. even get beyond that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, bigotry is a power thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. It's grim. It's grim. All right. Do you feel like you exercised or activated your age? No, I exercise. I, <laughs> okay, I, I, I feel good. I feel good. Uh, good, good. So, yeah, let's get in to the main topic. So, like I mentioned, we aren't reviewing first movie here i thought it would be better for this first episode for rich and i to kind of get into a groove see how things are going to go and i don't know kind of talk about why nick cage like why do we like nick cage um yeah and i thought i would let you kind of go first like why do you like nick cage how much do you know about his movies and what is your favorite nick cage movie Ooh, that last one's going to be really, really hard because there are quite a few that I like for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe by the end of this, I'll have come to some sort of answer. Perfect. As far as Nick Cage, um, I think I am drawn, to, because I am someone who is a little bit contained and a little bit self-conscious. Um, I know you wouldn't think it the way that I talk on the internet, (laughs) (laughs) but I actually am like a pretty shy person and a pretty, I mean, like same thing with Justin, you know what I mean? Um, But there is something so appealing of someone who just completely has none of that, like is so totally unselfconscious. I also, he just had, and that some of that has translated into a charisma that is really fun and enjoyable to watch and yes. also he's such a walking question mark that you never really know what you get he is an enigma of a human being if you were to try to understand who he is as a person through his work i mean i don't know that you could but i just think whether his performances are good they're bad the movie's good they're bad you're always having a good time with nick cage he is a true individual he has made me like movies that i think i have no business liking right 
because you're there for the Nick Cage of it all. Yes. Like, I'm not watching, you know, Outcast because I'm like, I can't wait to see this, like, low-budget kung fu film. <laughs> I just want to see Nick Cage be totally weird and, like, out of place in this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But at the same time, when he's when he's on, like, when he's found the right project and the right director... There is kind of a magic that happens. He's both the worst and the best actor alive. And it's not because he always just plays himself. Because he he's not one of the things like, I love Christopher Walken. He's amazing. Yes. But he always is Christopher Walken. Yes. Like, Nick Cage has that kind of cachet while still being able to mold himself into different roles. Sometimes he just shows up and is weird Nick Cage catching catching like, a Like Willy's Wonderland. Right. But then there are other times where he, like, disappears into a role and transforms. And you just never know which of those two things you're going to get. And either way, it's totally compelling watching. Like, that trailer for The Pig makes me... Oh my god, I cannot wait. I I got vibes of, like, old school Nick Cage. Like, like like we're going to talk about the 90s, like the Fear and Loathings Mm -hmm. and the Con Airs, like that kind of... Nick Cage, like still that same energy, but a different approach, I guess. There is a, I know you always hear about like Crazy Cage or Rage Cage or, you know, uh, Oscar Cage, but there is a another kind of through line through his movies, which are like the quiet wounded Cage, mm-hmm. which is things like Joe oh, or yeah. this pig movie or, I mean, I, Mandy I'm, almost. M- Mandy, one hundred percent. Yeah. And I, when I was watching Pig, I was like, "This is Mandy, but with a pig and mm-hmm. less like drug use." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, that is a, maybe my favorite cage. I don't know. It really, I like all the cages, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, what about you? What is it about Cage that is so compelling for you? So, one of the big things is I remember watching the movie The Rock. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, and my grandpa, I talk about this on Here's Johnny, but my grandpa would always let me steal, steal, right? So my parents wouldn't know, but his his VHS collection, a lot of like old sci-fi, awesome. but he also had all of those '90s Nick Cage joints. So he would give me like a Disney awesome. movie case, put a Nick Cage movie in it, and said, "Watch what? this." Let me know about. It. Oh yeah. That's oh my how, god, Grandpa coming through! I know. That's how I saw The Rock, Con Air, Face Off. Gone in 60 Seconds, Snake Eyes. Like, Amazing. Exactly. That's how we got to see him. But in particular with The Rock, Nick Cage is a scientist. And he works with, uh, he gets, like, gets sent to Alcatraz, right, for that VX terrorist attack. Yeah. Well, I got to work with VX. Because I went to college when I was at West Point. Really? For, yeah, for, <laughs> for chemistry. And I had an internship in between my freshman and sophomore year where I worked at this chem warfare lab. And I got to, like, work with VX. And, like, that was the reason why I wanted to do science. I mean, I, I, mean, I wanted to do film, but, like, for a real job, I always thought it would be cool to be, like, that scientist Nick Cage. And, yeah. like, now that's kind of what I'm doing, right? Like, I work at a cancer lab. It's a little bit different, but it was because of that movie that interested me in science. Like, And then, right. obviously, like, face off with the goofiness of it. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but then, uh-huh. but whenever I watch a Nick Cage movie, though, it's always just a good time. Like, 
National Treasure, say what you want about it. It's a fun movie. I will die on that hill. I don't care what anybody says. I think Ghost Rider is a really good movie, and it makes me sad that Marvel just ignores it. Yeah. Ghost Rider 2 is... Where is that is the, that's where it's at. Yeah, yeah we and, get and, there. And like Jonah Hex too. I think they really slept on not ruling that in, but that's besides the point. Um, and then like his newer stuff, like when he started getting weird. Like I think the first one I saw yeah. that I realized it was a little bit different was Lords of War, mm-hmm. right? Where he was at like, the Gun Runner or whatever, mm-hmm. and just like Mandy, Color Out of Space, Willy's Wonderland. It's all is. Whenever I watch a Nick Cage movie, and I, I'm someone we just reviewed, uh, what's it called? Tammy and the T-Rex. Tammy and the T-Rex. Another one you stole from Grandpa, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've always just, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the crappy movie, but I've never gotten that vibe from any of the movies I've watched Nick Cage because it's never that, right? His movies right. always, even if it's like a Willy's Wonderland, they just have a different feeling to him that you never mm-hmm. get from anything else and it's because of him so i i don't know i i really enjoy watching his movies and there are a lot of older ones i haven't seen like same same fear and there's loathing. a lot here i have not seen fear and loathing is one i've only ever seen bits and pieces of on tv not fear and loathing fear that's and loathing. that that's uh, leaving, las vegas. leaving las vegas so i get those two confused yeah. in my head um mm-hmm. and I also want to watch some of the, the, the late 90s ones that I watched and didn't understand really, but knew what my mom cried during them, like City of Angels. Right. And yeah, Family I, Man. I've never seen the, like, leading late, leading man Nick Cage movies where he's, like, romantic. Mm-hmm. I've not seen those because I've never been a romantic comedy person. <laughs> so I am really looking forward. I mean, I've seen Moonstruck, but I think that's it. I have not the seen share, it. Like, right? Yes. That's going to be a fun one. Have you seen that one before? Nope. Okay, this he, that was maybe my first Nick Cage movie. Okay, okay. Which is where it all started, and he was like this, he's very tortured in it, and mm-hmm. I was like, right about the right age, where I was like, he's a fox. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think the last big thing, like before we kind of name our favorite Cage movie, is that we've talked before about how many directors or actors that we kind of get drawn to end up becoming problematic mm-hmm. like james franco was a hard one for me aziz Ansari, kevin spacey tarantino obviously has his demons in his closet so does scorsese if you start really diving into that kind of shit like it sucks right because those are all people who have roles in movies that are really important to me mm-hmm. but with nick cage I've heard of, like, crazy stories. Like, he has, like, millions of dollars worth of, like, stolen, like, memorabilia in his house or whatever. Or something. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, know, talk, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. For sh- I mean, he is a weirdo. Yeah. But it's, like, it's never, like, <laughs> it's never, like, yeah. violative of, like, someone else's personhood. Yeah. It's more just, that like, being said, eccentric. I, I, you're right. I feel like he is definitely in the, like, the eccentric Airy, like in the yeah. diagram of weirdos, I think he skews eccentric, and I hope that he always stays that way. Me too. But there is a part of me that's kind of like, it wouldn't be that shocking if we <laughs> heard something. Except for that, I, I mean, he's, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see I what think happens. that because he's so eccentric, and because like he lives his life so out there, right? Like, There's no secrets. Yeah, like, like would it surprise me? Like, I was surprised when I found out that the "Call Me by Your Name" dude was a cannibal. Like. 
no, but I also just don't think it's going to happen because I think we would have found out by now. What a dark timeline. (laughs) (laughs) The call me by your name guy is a cannibal. I forgot his name. I'm sorry. Army Hammer, which by the way, did you know that he's named after his grandfather who owns Arm and Hammer? No, I did not know that. I just know him as the Winklevoss twins, and I was surprised there weren't two of them. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, it's just such a grim timeline. But yeah, I mean, I I just would just ask if you are a creep, Nicolas Cage, wait till we're done with this. Please, yes, let us get through this. Let us us really enjoy this. Let us live. (laughs) Let us live. (laughs) But yeah, you're right. I think what, like, your secrets are what make you sick, right? And he appears to have none. He seems to live it on the edge. Is like, especially like when he was like low on money for that little bit there. And he's like, I'm just acting to make a paycheck. Like, I mean, like. A lot of actors wouldn't admit that, and he did. And I just, I just feel like if he was like a sicko, it wouldn't yeah. be hidden. You know what I mean? Right. I think he's a weirdo, not a sicko. Yes. And there's a difference. There is a huge difference. Yeah. All right, Rachel. Randy, Randy once uh, rode an elevator with him. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. It was at what was that at E three? We put that in the and then the other the other cool thing about Nick Cage. A lot of people don't know it, but he's like. A part of that Coppola family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we can kind of dive into that in different stages. Like, we go kind of go through, like, the filmography and everything. But, like, that's a... That's a big name. Yeah. And to drop and that look, last name, you know, is... That's a risk. Yep. He only had it for two of his roles. Um, the, his very... His first two, he was Nicholas Coppola. After that, Cage. This is going to be fun. I'm... I'm, I'm excited. Me okay. too. All right, Rachel. You can right. pick two. This is okay. our podcast. We can have fun. You can pick your top two Nick Cage movies. Ooh, okay. This is really hard, and it's going to change. It will, like, change constantly, I yes. think. Like, I will not be able. It'll be interesting to see at the end of this if we end up with a favorite. So but what my one... plan, so when we do it, is I'm going to make a Google Doc, and then mm-hmm. each week we're going to slot it. So the best of times will be the number one for that month. And then the next week we'll place fast times above it or below it. Right. I like this idea. So we'll get a definitive list that isn't like necessarily score based, just like gut based. Yes, exactly. Got it. So the one I think probably I'm going to say it's my favorite because it's the one that is like slipping into a warm bath when you put it on. Mm -hmm. And that has got to be Con Air. What a choice. Is that a wrong choice? No, because that's one of my two. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think that's probably my, like, comfort food, Nick Cage, is Con Air. As far as the the movie that made me go look at him and go, like, marvel at his actual talent mm-hmm. was Mandy. Okay. There's a scene where he's in a bathroom after first of all we have like a like a several minute long thing where he's react you you're not seeing what he's seeing you don't see what he's seeing you're just watching him to react to what he's seeing followed by just an absolute totally raw breakdown that takes place in this bathroom and i was just like holy shit he is one of our masters of acting mm-hmm. it's it's a extremely emotionally expensive movie to watch um so i don't revisit it regularly like yeah. i do something like con air but, I mean, it's just so good. 
So yeah, those are my two right now, but I'm 100% sure they'll change. So my two are from the same era, that 90s era. One mm-hmm. is Con Air. I mean, that cast... It's like, so good. John yes. Malkovich, uh, Cusack. Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah. It's, it is just... It is just such a fun movie to watch from beginning yeah. to end. And then yeah. the second one is Face Off. Okay. All right. Like, getting him and Travolta just going 150% at each other. And then uh-huh. you have John Woo with his goofy camera angles and like the the, the cr- doves, the crazy, <laughs> the crazy science, and like watching mm-hmm. Nick Cage act as John Travolta. It's just, it's just so much, and it brings me so much joy every single time. And I don't know, like I, I was tempted to not do Con Air and do, um. Because Face Off was for sure my number one. Um, but the other one I was thought about doing was Kick-Ass. Oh, he's so good as Big Daddy! Because, like, seeing him play a Batman reminds me of how we almost got him as Superman. And right. he was so good as Big Daddy. Like, he, that was just such a great role for him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was also, I feel like he'd come off a string of kind of like paycheck roles and people wanted to dismiss him. Yeah. And then that movie reminded people why we love Nick Cage. Yeah, it's Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%. I, I can't believe I didn't think about that. Such a great one. Okay, so that means we are moving on to how we are going to be doing the the review process. Yes. Um, I kind of hodgepodged it between Stream Queen, Zombie Girls, your guys' stuff, and then how we do it on here is Johnny. So we'll do mm-hmm. a rotation, or if you really want to do a movie, uh, you can do the background of the film. Okay. It's like the basic rundown like we normally do. Yep. Um, we you know, are... I love a background research. <laughs> <laughs> we will give like a little plot summary. And then... Basically, after that, we're going to talk about the movie. We aren't going to do what we do on Here's Johnny, where we dive into certain aspects and, like, break them down. We're definitely not going to do any scores, because that isn't what this is meant to be. This is meant to be fun, which is why we have the the cage rage to get it out of the way, right? It's like, we want to have a good time doing this. Right. Yes. Agree. Uh, And Rachel had a really good idea. So instead of scores, like, we could even say, like, like, give it, like, a delineation. So, like... This is Who's for, it for? Yeah, so like a Nick Cage completionist, the Academy Award winning actor Nick Cage, Crazy Cage, like you said, the emotionally devastated Cage. Like oh, we can we favorite. can even like bake these up as we go along, right? And yeah. kind of slide yeah. them into categories. And I think that's just more fun. Yeah. Because I mean, we could review them, but I feel like he defies your typical yeah, like, review. Yeah, like, my love of Face Off, like, Face Off is, like, a top ten movie for me. Yeah. Like, I just love that film from beginning to end. Right. But I know it's not mm-hmm. on the same playing field as Goodfellas. Right. It's just not. But right. I still love it in mm-hmm. a way that is hard to describe. So I don't want to do that. I don't want to break any of these down like that. I just want to watch it and have fun. And maybe when we do watch... Uh, City of Angels. Maybe we'll have a little cry. Who knows? We don't. We don't. <laughs> I, know. I I totally avoid sad movies too. So this is going to be like very challenging. <laughs> Especially I'm, with I'm that song. Ready to grow. That oh latest more set theme yes! to that movie. It's going to be. It's going to be brutal. 
Yeah, I can remember when like every girl in my class was watching that movie mm-hmm. and like I remember having my mom all the watching feelings. it and bawling and me just not understanding what was going on, but just the tone of that movie just being so sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be great. <laughs> and then, like I mentioned earlier, what we're, what I'm going to do is have a Google Doc, and each week we'll just slot the movie. We'll we'll, we'll put the title next to it, so we'll be, we'll be mm-hmm. both decide as the the subgenre of cage if yes. you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we'll slot it on a list like where it falls like better or worse or or preference of what how how close would it be to watching this again? Like a repeat watch, I right. guess. Yeah, definitely. And then go from there. And if we do that each week, we can just slot it and by the end we'll have it done. I think looking at the IMDb IMDb there's 107 acting credits. Yeah. We're doing this once a month, but there are some that I think we can probably drop. I was going to ask you about things like, as much as I love Fast Times, mm-hmm. he's, I don't even think he has a speaking role. I yeah, mean, obviously, that could also count. Because the other one, yeah, because the one, Willy's I, Wonderland. <laughs> because the one I really, that really stuck out to me, just because it's like more recent and that's kind of where I know him, is, was uh, the Grindhouse movie. Right. Like, he's in that little segment from Zombie, but that's, like, all it is. That movie is so, so much bigger than that. Right? Wasn't yeah. he in the, the Nazi werewolves? Yeah, werewolf one of the SS. I've never seen Grindhouse. Oh, really? I know. We it's can watch one of the my short. shame. We, 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 yeah. we can at least watch the short for that, because that, yeah. that's uh, Rob Zombies. But, like, I think there's some of those we can cut right. out very mm-hmm. easily. Yeah, I think if... I think we'll we'll we are gonna have to do this like as we go. We'll yes. figure these out, um, and we'll announce whatever we're doing next. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I think we want to stay away from things where he doesn't play. A cameo, like, right? Like if I was doing yeah. a Bill Murray film rundown, I probably wouldn't do Zombieland because it's just a pure cameo role for him. Right. Like, it's a footnote. Like, you might want to talk about that yes. scene. Yes. But, uh, yeah, you would not review it for a The whole movie, because it's not his movie. I want the, I want though, it where yeah. Nick Cage is at least sharing the front and center spotlight. Yeah, definitely. I agree 100%. Okay, so with that, then, next week, our first movie is The Best <laughs> of Times. Oh, sorry, The Best of, yeah, The Best of Times. Uh, yeah, you had it. Like you mentioned, he is credited this time as Nicholas Coppola. The TV movie, I have literally no idea what it's about. I believe it may be a musical. Fantastic. That is awesome. And for those of you who want to play along with us, you can find this on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> so it is, it, it, the quality is maybe not um, the crisp 4K that you enjoy on a usual basis, but I think to properly appreciate this, you should try to play. But you're getting a 40 year old younger Nick Cage. 1981. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've never seen this. Have you seen? And you said you've never. Nope, seen this came out 10 years before I was born. Yes, before I was born, definitely. <laughs> and <then> the, <laughs> that is a fact. And then the Proof final. It's not. <laughs> and then the final thing for the main topic. Is we are going to have our favorite Nick Cage quote from each movie. Yes. Which will be very hard for Willie's Wonderland, but we'll figure it out. 
I think it's just going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rachel, what yes. is your favorite Nick Cage quote? Of all time? Of all oh, God, I didn't prepare time. one. Um, I'm going to go with, because I wrote a list of quotes I know you did. that I'm going to cheat from. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with. It's not exactly my ties and Yahtzee out here. Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> And I am getting my quote, making sure it's absolutely right, because oh my God, I want to make sure I do it right, one. but I, it's in my I head. I hope it's this one. It's from Connor. Sorry, Connor, you got me messed up. It's from Face Off, when he's playing Caster Troy. You know, I can uh, eat a page for hours. <laughs> and it's just the way that he says it, <laughs> that to me, it, it's... Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Can we also add in... How, in the name of Zeus's butthole, did you get out of yourself? <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. It's fine. Since The Rock inspired me to become a scientist, I think we have to. I mean, for the science. The science. For the science. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to head out, wrap up the main topic area. We're going to uh, head on into the closing. So Rachel, we've been planning this for like three months and it's finally happened. <laughs> three months feels generous. We <laughs> <laughs> so are both busy and like COVID. We are. COVID just changes up. Yeah. Like it's it just, really did. I really wonder 20 years from now when we read like history of this yeah. time if they're going to be able to capture no they aren't because it's just so Cause... hard to describe to people just like the melancholy of it all yeah just like the, i don't think you can talk about events but like the existential dread yes. is just something that is not going to be in your social science textbook like, I mean, oh. think about the the Great Depression. Like, we know, like, mm-hmm. in 1929, the stock market crashed. People jumped out of buildings, yada, yada, yada. But, like, it, it they'll never – if you didn't experience, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. And, like I said, like, I, honestly, if like, I didn't have Devin, like, I think my mental health would have been so much worse. Oh, I know. Like, I'm sure you probably feel the same way about Randy, right? It's just, like, yeah. it was hard. It was a hard time just for so many different and odd reasons that you never really would have thought of. But regardless, we came through it. People are getting vaccinated. If you're not, you should get vaccinated. I mean, yes. it turns you into Magneto. Like, what more could you Do ask for? Do it for, for Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mentioned it, the next episode will be a review of the film The Best of Times. It will be a first watch, I believe, for both of us. Mm-hmm. Any last thoughts, Rachel? I'm so glad, even though it took us a long time to get here, that we did this. I think this is going to be a really good time, and I hope people play along and watch the movies, because I just feel like your life can only be better with more Nick Cage in it. I agree 100%. And with that, guys, uh, guys and gals, have a great rest of your month. We'll be back here in four weeks. With our first review, and I usually say, stay scary, and I have no idea what to say here, Rachel. Mm. Put the bunny back in the box. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs)